1: Episodes of Conscious Realms. I'm your host, General Lee, and for tonight, uh, I prefer to have your mind blown as we welcome. Uh, she's a QHHT practitioner, a practicing occultist, a professional tarot reader, consultant, instructor, and paranormal investigator. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host and creator of Seven Degrees of Wisdom YouTube channel, Megan. Now, then, Megan.
0: Hey, Lee. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm excited to, to come on your show. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, it's an honour to be speaking to you. Finally, though, you know, we were supposed to We um, called a few times, but, you know, we had a couple of problems. I had personal shit on, and we had about the last time, was we just couldn't get any sound from Skype, would we? <laughs> now no, we were
0: having all kinds of trouble but we we're able to do it today so that's yeah. that's I'm awesome closing.
1: yeah so uh megan do you want to tell us a bit about yourself please
0: yeah so i am a practicing occultist i practice high magic i'm a high magician um i am a professional intuitive tarot reader I am a paranormal and spiritual consultant. I'm also a paranormal investigator, and I am a past life regressionist. So I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades in the spiritual community, Um, and I I spend a lot of my time in occult research and study because I'm an instructor as well. I teach a lot of classes on uh, various occult subjects, and I'm super passionate about the paranormal. Um, so I uh, you know, told Lee, hey, I want to come on here and talk about this spiritualist movement because um, yes. it's a fascinating. It's one of the classes that I taught here in the States. Um, and so I thought it was a fascinating subject. Um, and it took place between the 1840s and the 1920s. It started in America and then it spread to the UK as well. And it was just as popular in the UK as it was in the Americas.
1: Interesting. So.
0: Okay, would you like yep. me to just keep going?
1: Yeah, I mean just just cool. uh, continue if you don't mind me asking. Do you know you know, like your classes? How many people go in your classes? Does it all just depend?
0: It it just depends. I can have anywhere from one to up to 12 people. Um, it just depends. So the area that I live in, I live in the middle middle America in um, Arkansas. <laughs> and oh. so um <laughs> We're kind of in the middle of the Bible Belt, so it's been a struggle for me to get, you know, a lot of people coming to these classes and coming in for tarot readings. I mean, it's it's popular. A lot of people do it. I have a lot of clients, but, um, it, you know, if I was in a different area, um, you know, my line of work would probably be more beneficial, say, if I was in New Orleans, Louisiana, New York, or L.A., um, so... Yeah. But I mean, I have I have a lot of people that come to the classes, and I enjoy doing them. And it's you know, it's just a huge part of my life. I do this whole time for a living, so that's what I do.
1: Pretty impressive, yeah. You know, for you to be doing all that, it's not like one thing you're doing, is it? And and you've got your YouTube channel as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have my, my YouTube channel if you guys are interested in occult studies, which uh, ranges from astrology, numerology, um, I've got synchronicities, all kinds of stuff, everything in the spiritual world, I've got a video for it, um, so my style, I, I, my videos are like a classroom style, I will, um, you know, talk about something, or I will pull up. Um, powerpoint slides so if you guys are interested in my youtube channel i would really appreciate it if you would subscribe it helps the channel grow it's uh seven degrees of wisdom 81 that's how you can find it um that's the number seven and then degrees of wisdom 81 that's my tag for youtube if you guys are interested in checking my channel out i'd really appreciate it
1: yes not a problem so i mean i'm already subscribed to it um it is uh, it's a brilliant channel. Uh, I mean, like I said before we started recording, you saw with LG, but I'm the lesser key, I thought that was brilliant. Oh, thank you. But I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So basically when you're on an esoteric path or you're on a cult path, there's some foundational knowledge that you have to know to be able to understand how to practice. And so my goal is to kind of the goal for the channel is to help people. Um, I guess what it was for me, okay, this is the reason why. The reason why is because I always wanted a YouTube channel where I could go and find little bite-sized chunks of any given subject that I wanted to learn about. And so that's my goal with my channel, is to provide foundational knowledge for people that are trying to learn about this stuff or um, go a little bit higher on their spiritual path. It's all about foundational knowledge. That's basically what the channel's about.
1: Yeah, do you have um just curiosity, Megan, do you have any issues with censorship?
0: Have any issues with what?
1: Censorship. Like if you have any
0: censorship? You know, oh wrong? no, no. No, I don't really have any issues with that.
1: Right, right, okay. There's an no, see? um reality starts have the YouTube taken down.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't had any problems with mine. That's,
1: that's cool. Yeah. Not that you shouldn't. Nobody should have problems, really, should they?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes this stuff, you know, it's a niche group of people or community that's going to like this type of stuff, and I realize it's not widely accepted by the masses, but I haven't had any issues with my stuff in particular, but I'm not in that's the conspiracy cool. community, so it doesn't, you know, I don't face as much backlash as they would, I imagine.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, like you said, it's like, it's like a tutorial. You see, like, you're helping people in a way, aren't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I want to do. That's my main goal. That's my life's purpose is to help as many people as I can help, you know, help them on their path. Cause a lot of this stuff is, is scary. And you know, people are having paranormal problems or any kind of a spiritual crisis. I mean, that's what I do with my consultations is I help people that are experiencing these things. And if you don't know what's going on, that's half the battle. So I'm able to help a lot of people in this way by, you know, giving them direction, letting them know what the problem is and, you know, helping them.
1: Yeah, so it's intriguing how committed you are! What are you do, <laughs> and there's so much, just so much. I bet you like nonstop, aren't you? Every day, know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is my whole lifestyle. this This life is it's a lifestyle. I'm Full always of, doing yeah. this stuff. Yeah, I've always been into this stuff. I've always um, been a seeker of knowledge and a seeker of truth and um, you know i I'm an investigator, a researcher. i I want to know everything about everything. I want to know what makes things tick. and so i've I'm constantly working on this stuff. There's no not doing it because it's a part of my lifestyle, and now it's my full time business. so um and hey, I absolutely I absolutely love it
1: yeah it's it's the you know like like you said that it's so vast there's so much
0: yeah yeah it would take multiple lifetimes to learn everything at the level that you you know would need to it it, it's so vast there's so many subjects the cult covers so many subjects under its umbrella and so that that's what my like whole shtick is is trying to help people learn all of this stuff under the umbrella so they can have a better grasp on what the occult really is. People automatically think that it's something bad or it's evil. The church has done that. And so it's my mission to kind of shed light on this stuff and be like, this is, you know, this is, this is what connects you spiritually. You're not just a zombie walking around. You have a soul and that soul is, is magical and it's mystical. And you've Got to make that connection there. When your life's falling apart around you, the only thing that you can turn to that has any solidity is going to be spiritualism. You know, you've got to connect on a spiritual level. We all turn to that in one form or another, whether it's traditional religion or, you know, um, Wicca or, you know, practical magic, whatever it is. Everybody's always looking for something more. And they usually end up sitting next to me at a table.
1: <laughs> Trillium. oh, like before we get into this, your paranormal um, investigations, mm-hmm. do you have the the the, the EMF readers?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: and um, and how how is it like? How do you go about like investigating? Well, don't contact you.
0: so I have a bunch of different equipment that I use. Um, EMF meters are great. So, but you have to get a baseline first so that you can capture any anomalies. You don't, there's a process to it. There's a whole scientific process to it when you go in there. Um, and then the rest of it is intuition and learning how to, you know, with me having abilities and be able to sense energy. Um, and I work with energy every day as a ritual musician. So, um, me, you, you are actually, the person investigating is the best, strongest instrument. You are, you're, you're like an antenna. Um, but yeah, so basically EMF meter, you go in, you sweep, do a baseline. And then when you have anything anomalous happening and you record it, hopefully you can catch it on video or audio. One of my favorite, um, pieces of equipment, I have an OVULUS for, um, uh-huh. and so, so it's like a 500 word database speak and spell, and basically, um, it's got barometric pressure, temperature, all those, all of those um, readings are tied to a Uh, word in the database so I can turn that on ask some questions and you know get responses back from the entity or spirit or whatever it is that you're dealing with and like I said it's got a 500 word database and I've gotten quite quite a lot of uh, good evidence through that and that that one's my favorite Um, I like old school things too Uh, so digital recorders um, I also use uh, divining rods Um, And pendulums, too. So there's all kinds of different methods that you can use. Um, And speaking of that, the reason why I wanted to cover spiritualism and why I'm so into the paranormal is the spiritualism movement is because they laid the groundwork for modern um, paranormal researchers today. So that's,
1: yes. Yes. back as well like 18 parties you just wouldn't think it would you
0: yeah yeah they it's it's all tied in together if we didn't have predecessors yeah. before us laying the groundwork we wouldn't have what we have today
1: yeah, yeah that's, that's true um, are you out your investigations Megan? what would you say has been done like the most challenging or where you felt like but like a dangerous situation have you had anything like that
0: well i (laughs) to me there isn't really any dangerous situations there's just things that happen at different levels i think everybody else around me gets more scared than i do and so i end up having and i go deep when i do investigations like um the last one that i did i use the estis method And so the Estes method is where you have um, an AM FM radio, a spirit box, and you hook it up to uh, some headphones, and you have a blindfold over your eyes, and you can't hear anybody else speaking around you, but your partner will ask questions to the entity, and then the entity will speak through the box, and then I've got it on my head, so I'm hearing it. I can't hear... The other investigators talking, all I can hear is the static in my ear, and then I can get information that way. Well, I was really making some headway in the last place that I was at, and of course, the person I was with freaked them out, so they stopped the whole thing. I'm not one to tap out, but I, other people that are with me tap out, so, I mean, there's nothing that really scares me. Because of everything that I've seen, you know, since I was a child.
1: Oh, so you've had like um, paranormal experiences from a young age?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing things when I was a very young child. I have memories when I was like six, seven years old. I probably had them before then, but I was too young to remember. Um, But yeah, I've always experienced these things. I've always seen things, heard things, felt things. Um, and then, of course, the ritual practice and working with tarot um, really amplified my abilities um, and working with people, you know, helping heal them and, and all of that. My intuition has has increased tenfold just doing all of that stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's been since I was a kid, I've always I've always seen things. It was very encouraged in my family. Um, we weren't um, religious at all. Uh, my mom was Southern Baptist. Uh, my dad wasn't religious at all. Um, this stuff was encouraged. We would all sit around and talk about, "Oh, what did you see last night?" or "What did you see?" And
1: I guess, and we, I guess, that, uh, I guess that, that that's good, you know, yeah. you, you having the the ability to uh, actually speak about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Like my dad, when I was a kid he would he would do this to all of us, me, my brother, and my sister he would he would take us into a place and he'd say he'd look down at me, and he'd go, you "No, know, what do you feel in here?" <laughs> and he was helping me hone my abilities because my dad was the same way. um my brother and sister were the same way, um, uh, my mom, too, I think, but she blocked it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. but, um, but yeah, it was encouraged. It was. It was a regular thing in my household. Nobody, I didn't, I didn't have to go through deconstructing or have to repress my abilities. I was fortunate in that way.
1: That's good. That's, pretty, that's brilliant. But just, and it's going to sound a bit with but is anybody else in your family with Scorpio?
0: Is anybody else in my family what? Scorpio. Stop me? No.
1: It's not oh, Scorpio. No. Scorpio star sign. No. Oh right, okay. Like, that, my, oh you mean my... you
0: mean my immediate family?
1: Yeah. Like my,
0: like... my daughters yeah. have abilities, but one of them represses it and and she's all about traditional religion and my youngest daughter, she has abilities too. Um and she you know, she she fully accepts it. But, yeah. um I don't think they had the level of experience that I did when I was a kid. You know, I know they've had paranormal experiences, but I don't think they had them on the level that I was having them. I mean, it was causing horrible anxiety in my teenage years.
1: Oh, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And now I work with it all the time and once i figured out what my abilities were and what was going on you see i'm all self taught i i didn't have anybody giving me any of these answers i had to figure all this shit out on my own and through trial and error and 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 all of this you know, i i was scared i was scared to death that's why i i do paranormal videos on my channel is because You know, I know not everybody knows what's going on with them. I just did a consultation yesterday. The poor girl, she was, she had no idea that she was an empath. And I had to explain all these things to her. And I started asking her all these questions. She's like, yeah, yeah. How do you know that? How do you know that? Well, because, hun, i I'm, you know, this, this is me. This is the same exact thing that happened to me. You know, yeah. and I completely turned her whole day around because she was freaking out because she was having these experiences and didn't know what was going on with her. And usually when people don't know what's going on with them, it'll cause a lot of problems in their life. It, things will go downhill really fast, especially if, you know, things aren't right and you've got a lot of chaos going on in your house. You're going to tend to experience a lot more things when those things are going on because of vibratory states so yeah. Yeah. ghosts will um they're vibrating at a lower frequency they're uh, in the plane right below us and so if we're vi- when we're depressed or having anxiety or angry our vibration goes down and then like attracts like. so you will start to attract um these paranormal entities and you will start having experiences
1: yeah so yeah i think it's it's like like going off what you're saying like like back when you when you like from being young and like when you started like looking into it, um, it's a lot different now and it's just a lot more accessible. Oh, to people, But yeah. like back then. What you yeah, have a library? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, library.
0: I remember when I was a teenager. I was like thirteen. And I didn't know what anxiety disorder was. And you know how I found out what it was? It was a damn infomercial at 3 a.m. Because I wasn't sleeping. And that's how I found things out. And Yeah. yeah. yeah, Like back then there was nothing. You had to go to a library. You didn't have Google. You know. So it wasn't up until. You know recently. That I really had a handle on. Everything I was experiencing in my life. Because. You know, I was researching it, had to get some answers and find out for myself. And now I'm in a position to help others because I've done that. Because I had such an issue and because that's why I want to help people with this. That's. So,
1: so they don't experience uh, that.
0: Yes. So they didn't have, so they won't have to go through what I went
1: through. Yeah. That's honorable that, you know, for you to have that. Like I said, you, the commitment is, So I'm not, I've not come across anybody who committed you. Um, I think it's uh it's fantastic
0: thank you thank you yeah it's it's just all it's all life trial and error this is my life so I thought well might as well just embrace it all and do this for a living
1: (laughs) (laughs) why not you know he's so good at it as well
0: yep yep and I'm able to help a lot of people, so that really just makes it all worth it. All the suffering I went through—if—if—if if, if, you know what I went through is meant for me to help other people, then I'll—I'll I'll do it again.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, have you ever come across anybody who's been like uh, possessed?
0: Um, no. Right. So that—that's extremely rare. Very, very rare. For that to happen. And the participant has to be willing. For it to happen.
1: Oh really? Um,
0: Yes. And that could be either on a conscious level. Or a subconscious level. So you're more likely. To suffer an oppression. Or a possession. But a possession. I'm talking really rare. You guys like that's. Highly unlikely. That you're actually possessed by a demon, but if you are, you will fucking know it and there will be no question whether or not you you are or not, but highly unlikely. Um, no, I've never run across that. Um, because it's very, very rare. It's possible, but more than likely they're they're being oppressed instead of possessed. So okay. oppressed is when you have a darker entities attached to you. Um, That will start to manifest and cause um, an energetic disturbance within you, making you more likely to um, keep participating in the things that you're participating in. So a lot of people, if they're um, suffering from alcoholism or drug abuse or any of that, uh, or suffering any kind of trauma, domestic abuse, any of that stuff, you can get what I call hitchhikers. And they are entities that are attracted to low vibration states because it's very obvious that when anybody is suffering from those things, um, there's going to be a level of uh, trauma. There's going to be a level of um, anger and anxiety and depression. And when we are suffering from those things, our vibratory rate is a lot lower. And then we tend to attract things of a lower vibration into our reality, a.k.a having an oppression or a possession
1: right right so that was that, would that like a, what they call it, like an attachment
0: yes yeah people can have attachments I've had several attachments during my
1: oh. my time
0: yeah yeah there was one that was really really bad uh in, in my younger years yeah it was it was bad it was to the point where it was turning me into somebody I didn't even recognize anymore Um, Yeah, once I figured it out um, and kind of changed things up, it took some time. I mean, these things don't happen overnight and they're not going to get fixed overnight. And so it's just a process of you working on yourself and getting yourself right. And um, doing the things that you need to do to stay at a high vibratory state, you know, make sure that you're living right, doing things right. And, and then eventually it will fade and go away. However, you will always be susceptible to these things your entire life if you've dealt with anything like that. So you have to make sure that you are protecting yourself so that you don't uh, get any kind of, you know, attachment. I don't even like that word. Um, my whole thing is people... Ne- when this stuff is happening to them, they need to take their power back. We have a sense of loss of empowerment when these things are happening to us, which can just send us down another spiral of negativity. And so it's very important that people um, are are taking stock, making an inventory list of what's going on in their life and kind of comparing it to the paranormal problems they're having. And I have found that uh, nine and three quarter out of 10 times, these things are going on um, in an environment or with a person causing them to have an abnormal amount of paranormal activity happening to them in their life. At that time, people don't realize that paranormal and spiritual crises are one and the same. They are the same thing. They're highly connected. I have a video on this um, on my YouTube channel, if you guys are interested. It's called uh, um, Spiritual and Paranormal Consultations, like what to do if you're having a spiritual crisis or a paranormal problem. And I explain this in detail, um, what you can do if you're experiencing any of of these things. Um, And I think that it will give you a lot of comfort and kind of explain why things are the way that they are.
1: Oh, that's... uh... I'm going to check that out later. Actually, um, Al, join me to put the link as well in the show notes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That would be great for your listeners. If you guys are, you know, you're having some trouble, this that video could could really help.
1: No problem. I'll get that sorted.
0: Yeah, I'll send you the link um, oh, when when we get yes, done. Yes.
1: It's um, super fascinating. It? Um, it really is because it, it's. It's such a deep um, area as well, and it sort of subject. It's a huge power on investigations. <laughs> I think oh, what, yeah. you know. I think what sort of, you know, sort of what kills it a little bit is some of these shows. Um, you know, these like series on television. There was one. Out, I forget what it was called now, but you could tell it was staged. Yeah, it was just so false, and it's sort of like. It's not even um, comedy. It's uh, yeah. it's embarrassing. because like like people like yourselves and others that are are seriously into it, and that's yeah. sort of like for me like painting it with a bad picture when it shouldn't be because it's uh, this shit's going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks when, you know, there's shows that aren't genuine and it kind of gives everybody else a bad name. It just puts the paranormal in even more negative light than it already is. Unfortunately, that happens. And unfortunately, there is a lot of misinformation on the internet and on TikTok and YouTube and everything. And I constantly warn my clients, like, look, if you have a question about something, ask me, don't, believe what you saw on witch talk or paranormal talk because people tend to blow this stuff way out of proportion um there i mean there is genuine stuff out there that's off the wall and crazy and and i've seen it happen but my point is there's so much misinformation out there like people thinking that they're cursed or hexed or any of that stuff that stuff just i constantly get people calling. I'm cursed, yeah. what do I do? I'm hexed, what do I do? And all this stuff. And it's just it's because of the way this has had this has been portrayed in media, um, all over the place. And it's unfortunate that you know people scare the shit out of themselves listening to this garbage. You know. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's all I mean for me i just think it's all deliberately done Uh, like you're saying to to, like throw people off scent. oh yeah
0: yeah that could be a whole nother show in itself
1: (laughs) (laughs) i would love that as well by the way
0: yeah
1: i think uh, it's great i think society as we said before as we thought society is royally fucked it's um it's just one thing after another, and it just does not seem to be any uh, any good, really. It's um, I would say it's more bad than good. Yeah. But all, yeah. it's just the, the manipulation. is just uh, chronic isn't it?
0: Yeah. It it is, and you know, it's always fear. Fear is the is the the primo controller. It's. <laughs> It's the the one thing that holds control over the masses. You keep them scared, then they'll fall in line and and do what they want. And, I mean, the same goes in the occult and spiritual realm, you know. You got to have checks and balances on that stuff. And me, for one, I'm trying to help people understand, like, what's really going on and help dispel all this misinformation that's out there. So that people can take their power back. That's the main thing. People need to take their power back. They think that something on the outside of them is controlling them and that they're the victim. But you are the one in control. That's what free will is about. That is what your life is about. Taking the control back from whatever it is that's taking it away from you in the first place. And I'm going to tell you guys that you're not going to find that all that stuff on the outside, you need to get the inside, right. And the outside will follow. That's what I'll
1: say. Yeah. I mean, a fear, uh, (laughs) sorry for going into this one, but uh, I mean, like all with the vaccines and all that, it's like, oh the oh, you can't go on holiday, you can't leave the country unless you get a vaccine passport. It's like bribing and forcing people to to get the the job.
0: oh, yeah. When, my my place of employment, my place of employment forced me to get there. I couldn't work there.
1: You know yeah. a lot of places it was like that as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that's what it's so, like in the states. So so. Did you have to get, like, the, the stepping jab and all that, or did you not go go through with it?
0: What, getting the vaccine? I had to. Yeah. I had to, or I was going to be unemployed.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it, it, it's like, how did you get away with it, it's, especially when you realise that? What a of shit, anyway. But all yep. these uh, booster shots and that, I'm like, why? What is it that actually put it in you But like you Who need so sort much. Of Who, Who knows? I know.
0: Who knows? Yeah, it's it's the same same concept. You can relate that to what we're talking about. Yeah. You know. Keeping everybody scared. They'll fall in yeah. line and won't question authority or question their own divinity. And I think yeah, that's look- the problem with society today: is that people, people are used to being told what to do. Anything outside the norm, go crazy. Yeah,
1: that's true. It's true. So, um, this spiritualism movement. Yeah. You say it, it's like, it, it's quite popular.
0: It was. Yes. Yeah. So it set the stage for modern paranormal um, investigations and spiritual contact and psychic mediums and everything that we enjoy today. This was its predecessor. Okay, so the spiritualist movement is associated with table tipping, seances, ectoplasm, talking boards, all of this. Um, So I'll just, um, I have my class uh, PowerPoint pulled up here. So I'll just go ahead and and talk about this.
1: Um, Yes.
0: Yeah. So 1840s to the 1920s, that was the um, spiritualist movement. So spiritualism is a social religious movement, primarily popular in the 19th and early 20th centuries. Um, So the spirit world and the afterlife Um, played a big role in this. And there's reasons why the spiritualism movement took off because of what was happening in America at that time. Okay. So spiritualism has two beliefs that contact with spirits is possible and that spirits are more advanced than humans, leading spiritualists to believe that spirits are capable of providing useful insight regarding moral and ethical issues as well as about the nature of God. Some spiritualists will speak of a concept which they refer to as spirit guides. Specific spirits often contacted who are relied upon for spiritual guidance. Okay. Um, So it developed and reached its peak growth and membership um, in that time period between the 1840s and 1920s, especially in English-speaking countries. It flourished for half a century without canonical text or formal organization. Attaining cohesion through periodicals, tours by trance lecturers, camp meetings, and the missionary activities of accomplished mediums. Many prominent spiritualists were women, and like most spiritualists, supported causes such as the abolition of slavery and women's suffrage. By the late 1880s, the credibility of the informal movement had weakened due to accusations of fraud perpetrated by mediums and formal spiritualist organizations began to appear. Spiritualism is currently practiced primarily through various denominational denominational, um, spiritualist churches in the U.S., Canada, and the United Kingdom. Okay, so I'm going to tell you 10 facts about spiritualism before I head out a little bit further. Would that be all right?
1: Yes, that's fine. Thank you.
0: Okay, number one. On March 31st, 31st 1848 it's widely considered the start of the modern spiritualist movement and this has to do with the fox sisters so we'll be talking about them uh, shortly number two the movement was partly a response to the large numbers of fatalities in wars which was the civil war and the 1918 flu pandemic okay Oh. Yes, because people did not have closure with their loved ones. We had thousands and thousands and thousands of people dying in the U.S. at that time due to a civil war and uh, the, the 1918 Spanish flu epidemic.
1: Yeah, which, you know, maybe that was, uh, well, deliberately. Um,
0: could, could be. Yeah. I mean, could be. Um, Three, the Society for Psychical Research was formed in London to investigate supernatural claims. Four, the movement gave birth to the concept of ectoplasm. So we'll be talking about that later. Thomas Edison, uh, the inventor, uh, wanted to make a spirit phone to communicate with the dead. So he was working on probably the first paranormal equipment there ever was.
1: (laughs) Really? What what, what equipment was that?
0: Thomas Edison
1: yeah what 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 was it he he uh,
0: invited he he invented the uh, light bulb
1: the light bulb
0: yeah he invented the light bulb he was working with Nikola Tesla they were at odds with each other it was all about direct current and alternating current he wanted to use direct current and Tesla wanted to use alternating current um just a bunch of scientific jargon, really. but Thomas Edison is very famous in the u s. he's um, um he's not really well liked. We like N- nikola Tesla more, <laughs> but but yeah, they they work together. Um, so then uh, six, a number of famous writers joined a ghost club devoted to exploring the supernatural, and one of those was um, after Arthur Conan Doyle. He wrote Sherlock Holmes. He oh. was a founding member of the Ghost Club in the U.S.
1: That's
0: okay. Yes. Um, and then seven. It saw the rise of a new form of photography known as spirit photography. So spirit photography was, um, you know, they were inventing this stuff back then, and so what they were doing, we know now, was superimposing images of their deceased loved ones in the same picture with them.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. And eight, some mediums made false who made false claims were prosecuted and even imprisoned in the US. Um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah they were.
1: I'll tell you what, I'll let let you you finish these and then I'll just, I'll go ask you something. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, no, I'm almost done. Um, And nine stage magicians were frequent opponents of spiritualists and sought to debunk their claims. Namely, the biggest uh, proponent of this was Harry Houdini and he visited a medium... after his mother died, who he is very close to, and he found out the medium was a fraud, so he set out on a campaign with other stage magicians of the time to debunk um, these seances and spirit communications that were going on.
1: Um, wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not they to, they all shout, and
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay, the last one is a spiritualist published a book claiming the spirit of Mark Twain had dictated it to her through a Ouija board. Really? So, yes. Yes, that was a, that was a thing.
1: <laughs> have, you, have you ever, <laughs> have you ever uh, used
0: Ouija boards? Uh, when I was younger, I did, but I don't use them now. I could if I wanted to, I'd choose not to because you never know what's going to come through.
1: That's what I mean. I mean, they're saying they spoke to Mark Twain's spirit through Ouija board. Was it really Mark Twain's spirit?
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, who knows? Anything's possible. Exactly. Anything is possible. I don't discount anything. I mean, I'm extremely open minded when it comes to this stuff because of all the experiences that yeah.
1: I've had. Yeah, I think I, I, you would have to be one of you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? What I wanted to ask you, um, Ed and Lorraine Warren.
0: Oh yes, I love them.
1: Do you know? Um, yeah, you, good things um, and, and bad things. Like um, what was made up? What's your? Yep. Uh, you know, you want that. Do I, I, mean, I think it, they were made but, up? Yeah, I mean like type like, with like Amosville horror. Like, well, just, like, that was... he,
0: here's the here's the deal. Here's the thing that people don't know. Well, I hope you know about Ed and Lorraine Warren. They were she okay, she was a physical medium. Okay, and he was an a professional um demonologist. Okay, so they only dealt with the 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 hardest cases that there were they didn't just willy-nilly deal with anything they specialized in demonic cases
1: yeah okay
0: um they are possible um they they they're just extremely rare so a lot of the stuff that they ran into was of course um real and pretty intense um i totally believe in her Abilities as a psychic medium, I usually have a pretty good eye for telling if somebody's fake or not. Um, I don't think she fabricated anything. Um, he he's seen in a more in a lesser light than she is, really. Um, in the mo- for the most part, because she actually had psychic ability and was able to like prove her stuff. Um, Ed was a really good investigator himself. But
1: um, not at the same level as Lorraine, would you say?
0: Yeah, I mean, Lorraine was was top notch. I mean, she was a legit psychic medium, and so, but you got to think he was only taking on demonic cases. So when she would go in there, she would have to deal with that. You know what I mean? The 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 severe, rare cases of things happening. I absolutely. I absolutely think there was something going on in the Amityville horror house. I do. Yeah. I mean it's very it's very, very possible. Um, yeah, even absolutely. rare, rare but possible.
1: Yeah, super interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I absolutely. That you know that it. it was uh, intense.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah. It's, I would deal with things like that, but I'm like, I'm not afraid to, I wouldn't prefer yeah. to, I would not prefer to deal with that because that's, that takes a lot of damn soul searching. If I'm oh. being quite honest, when you deal with things that are that bad, um, it, it, it preys on your, your internal psyche. Okay. So that's why it's very important for you to, to be right to be on the straight and narrow and have yourself in a middle way kind of stance, because if, if you're not, and you come across something that bad, it's going to, it's going to mess with you bad on an energetic oh, yeah. level, on a mental level, and especially an emotional level. It, what those things do is actually bring out the darkness within you and creates it in your, you know, right. your own reality. Yeah. And yeah. uh,
1: you, I, I'm not sure what it's called, but i I know that they had like a museum, didn't they? They like uh like haunted um, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I've I've,
0: I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it on documentaries and um stuff like that. Yeah, they actually would bring all the haunted objects to their house. And it is since they both <laughs> have passed away. Um yeah. she had it actually down in her basement of her house. I'm pretty oh sure God. they lived on the East Coast, yeah. But they've, they've since turned it; they turned the estate into a museum for haunted objects.
1: Yeah, I tell you what, I bet that's uh, super, super fascinating to go that place just to see it. Yeah. I don't know there's that doll in there, isn't there? there's loads of that. like that. So you can see on on the documentary. It's just rammed with all these uh, strange uh, like, ornaments and different shit. It's just... Um,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, There's I'm all kinds well, of stuff in there.
1: Per play for them. The second inch of their own house.
0: Yeah, they had I'm it. Laughing. Yeah, it was yeah. in their own house. Yeah. They had it worded, of course, so nothing could come in.
1: I she, like, she she wasn't I
0: stupid. I can
1: <laughs> imagine, yeah. So, yeah. It's just a wild thing to do
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. She probably put up a bunch of psychic blocks and nothing could come out of there. I, that's what I would have done if it was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you think that's something you do in the future?
0: What's that?
1: Is that something you think you, you would do yourself in the future?
0: Um, you know... I can,
1: my, across anything like that? Like, yeah, I, mean, I mean...
0: I mean... I've done house cleansings for people and consultations. If I were to ever come across anything like that, I would, I would know what to do. And I would probably, you know, ask for help from, you know, clergy. Um, but I mean, I, I I don't know, like I've never personally come across anything on that level. And I'm glad that I haven't. Um, But people nowadays think that most of their problems are automatically demonic, when in actuality they're not. You know, you probably have some kind of attachment of a lower level spirit, but not like on that level. I'm not scared of it. If I had to deal with it, I would deal with it. But, you know, you have to come from a state of mind of you're stronger than it. If yeah. you're not, if you're not, you're not ready. That's why I don't, you know, advise people messing around with Ouija boards because you never know what you're messing with. And it doesn't just mess with you on some surface level. It it, it brings up things within you that are dark that you've stuffed down and repressed. It's the same yeah. with magical work. So ritual magic, when you start working with Goesha or the demonic forces... They're just as powerful as angels. If you can't handle working with angels, then you sure as hell can't handle working with demonic entities. And that's part of my ritual practice is doing that. And you have to get yourself right before you can even attempt to do the darker stuff. And I hate even calling it demonic. Because it's so tied to the church and there's so much misinformation out there. But when you start working with these things, you're dealing with the own parts of your psyche. The light and dark aspects of your own psyche that you have to integrate to become whole and connect to the divine again. It's the same when you're dealing with a demonic attachment or demonic problem um, or a lower level entity. Um, You have to be in the right state of mind to be able to deal with that stuff or you're screwed. I mean, you're cooked. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's, the, it's the same thing.
1: Yeah. Um but
0: that's how that's how I feel about it. Yeah. I know not I know that my views aren't very popular um among, you know, the masses really that that are in this community um because they think that it's happening outside of them but it's actually happening within them. So and a lot of people yeah. won't understand that statement and I realize that, but I don't have any other way of explaining it.
1: I'll you know, just, you know, that, that just being honest with you, really, do not accept Um unfortunate for them, they don't accept it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it's a highly personal thing. I'll say that.
1: Um, it's uh, worry in a way. Don't if you don't, you don't you can't accept, you know, truth. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean that. Once you start going down an esoteric path, things become so much more enlightened, and you understand what those things really mean and what they really are, as opposed to surface level and movies and you know typical stuff floating around the internet about oh this is this and this is that well no it's not and you don't really know <laughs> what it is and it and it will you know it it will get you if you're not on guard and that's why it's seen as scary to you know the average joe because they don't understand it well when you have been in this you know realm for all of your damn life like I have, and then you get on an esoteric path and you start figuring out what all this stuff really is, then you have a really firm grasp on um, the, these things and have a completely different outlook than you used to. So when I say these things are happening um, not to you, but within you, it's really hard for people to stomach. And I understand why, because I, you know, I used to have that viewpoint or that stance way back when, you know, and that's where the whole idea of, oh, somebody's cursed me or somebody has hexed me. No, they haven't, because you have to participate in that. And there's nothing that is on the outside of you. It's all on the inside of you. So, but, and I know a lot of people won't understand that or won't agree, but that's, that's just where I'm at on my path
1: well um i would swear that way as well man um yeah I mean, just the work you do it is uh, mind-blowing well thank you it really is impressive well you think like other people um you know they might just like cover one one aspect whereas you each it's, it's everything isn't
0: it? yeah yeah, I have a completely different outlook on things of this nature um yeah. than most people and I can't have anybody understand that until they until they start doing the work themselves and then uh, then they, they really? will understand it at the later stages uh, on their path. Um pe- people think there's a lot more going on that but there isn't. <laughs> it's actually quite plain and simple. Yeah. What's what's going on with everybody on a personal level? Then again, I'll say, get the inside right, and the outside will follow. And that goes with anything that you perceive to be on the outside of you that's that's happening to you, or that you are a victim of. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah.
1: It's just, um, unbelievable. I think uh, it's brilliant. It really is. I've said a few times, but it's super impressive what you actually do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just doing what I know and trying to help as many people as possible. Because here's how I look at it: Um, we're all connected. Yeah, I know it doesn't seem like that, and we're told we have, we have that we're individuals beat into us from the time we're born up until yeah. adulthood, that, that we're disconnected and that we don't have anything to do with each other and we want to step on people's backs and necks. And But the thing is, we're all connected. And so if you're okay, I'm okay. And if I'm okay, you're okay. And the only way we could help society on an individual level is to get yourself right because as a collective whole, everyone else is going to be okay when everyone else is okay. And so that's how I view this whole thing. That's how, you know, why I do what I do is to help as many people as possible. Because in essence, I'm helping myself. I'm helping myself heal. I'm helping, while I'm helping other people heal, I'm healing through them. And that's the way that it should be.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just so um, fascinating, Megan yeah yeah i I know i'm
0: kind of dropping a lot of um untethered cub um uh, (laughs) facts here and and things that are you know will be strange for for people to hear i have a very unique perspective on all of this stuff um and and i understand some people aren't going to be ready to hear that and and i'm fully aware of that but you know i i've still gotta gotta put my two cents in the jar you know (laughs)
1: I <laughs> had a good one. Yep. So um is that is there any more to add to that? Um,
0: um is you want me to keep going with the rest of the stuff I have or
1: Yes please, yeah. with okay. uh, um let the habit Okay.
0: okay. Um, all right, so I'm going to talk about the origins. Um, this class that I have is like an hour and a half class, so I'm going to try to whittle it down a little bit more. But so I'll just talk about like the high point. So the spiritualist movement first appeared in the 1840s in the burned over district of upstate New York, where earlier religious movements such as Millerism and Mormonism had emerged during the second great awakening.
1: So they all called is- it.
0: Yeah, they called it the burned over district because it was, the area was set ablaze with spiritual fervor. So it wasn't literally burned, but that was um, an area in upstate New York that was really spiritual at the time. Uh, spiritualist churches or didn't have any churches or preachers. They believe uh, that we could communicate with those who have died. They would hold meetings in homes and community buildings where lectures would be given or seances would be conducted so people could speak to their dead loved ones. Um, It was obviously seen by the Catholic Church as evil, and there was even a pamphlet that circulated around at that time. Um, In 1865, it was published that blamed spiritualism for causing the American Civil War, so it was seen as witchcraft even back then. Um, however it was a real movement spiritualism may conjure up many skeptical thoughts for us today but this was a real movement that millions of people wholeheartedly believed and participated in spiritualism has been considered a religion a fad a hoax but whatever our thoughts it was a national phenomenon during the mid-1800s okay so why spiritualism Why did spiritualism become such a phenomenon during the mid-1800s? First, we need to look at the two previous centuries. The 16th and the 17th centuries in America were dominated by a very puritanical form of Christianity. Anyone who practiced anything like spiritualism during that time would have been risking their life. It is estimated that thousands of people were executed for witchcraft in Europe and America during those centuries. Life was very rural, harsh, and rigid, and people were held to very strict uh, mores it was a matter of life and death so they had to be very careful also a contributing factor what was america was drastically changing during this time period Uh, there was more industrialization and urbanization which meant cities were growing and work was evolving Uh, inventions and science were transforming how people looked at the world around them immigrants were bringing new religious practices and beliefs into american towns There was literature and scientific discoveries that challenged religious beliefs on the Bible. America was on the verge of civil war and tensions were high. People were looking for assurance because life seemed so uncertain. Another big factor for the rise of spiritualism was that people were not as comforted by traditional Christian beliefs when loved ones died. The death of children especially led parents to seek comfort in other places beside their community church. Spiritualism offered grieving people solace while coping with their loss. All these factors helped create an opening for spiritualism to rise. Invention and science were factors in the popularity of spiritualism. Some even saw spiritualism as a scientific religion. The invention of photography played into spiritualism beautifully. The brand new technology fascinated and terrified at the same time. Photography allowed us to see the unseen that we were unable to see from our perspective. Photographs were being taken from hot air balloons, giving people the first aerial images of their towns and cities that they lived in. Civil War photographs showed death and destruction on a scale that few had ever seen. There were plenty of photographs that were produced during that time that made it look like spirits were revealed through these scientific processes, capturing capturing images on paper. Um... We even had former first lady, Mary Todd Lincoln, wife to Abraham Lincoln, who was one of um, the president during this time period, uh, was one of uh, the photographer's clients. She visited him after her husband's murder, His photograph of her and her image of Abraham Lincoln um, standing behind her with his hands on her shoulders. That's a very famous photo in the U.S. um, of that spirit photo. Um, so whether it was a scam or not, it gave comfort to things that their dead loved ones were near, even if they couldn't see them. These pictures were published in newspapers and spiritualism benefited despite critics and proof that some of the pictures had been, uh, manipulated. Okay. So ectoplasm. So, um, ectoplasm, and I can understand why they went this route because why they even, thought of ectoplasm in the first place. So people have seen those pictures where you have the mediums and they're vomiting up this white substance. Um, yes. Yeah. So um, I can understand why they did that because when you have a full body apparition that um, a, a true apparition, when it manifests, it creates a density in the energy um, that will show up as plasma. Um, the CERN has done this with the God particle. They have collided, um, you know, collided these uh, protons and photons and and all of that. The scientific terms are lost on me right now, you guys. But when they did that, they actually created um, plasma. And so when a ghost is forming... It will look like it's almost plasma because, and the temperature is colder. That's why ghosts feel cold. That's because when they're manifesting in our reality, they will leave behind this like substance that's plasma-like. So that's why they went on this route. So ectoplasm is a term used in spiritualism to denote a substance or spiritual energy that's exercised by physical mediums. It was coined in 1894 by psychical researcher Charles Rocher. Although the term is widespread in popular culture, there's no scientific evidence that ectoplasm exists and many purported examples were exposed as hoaxes fashioned from cheesecloth, gauze, or natural substances. So I hate to say it, but ectoplasm isn't real. Really cool idea, <laughs> um, but but it isn't. But I know why they would try to mimic it, because ghosts really do um, produce that when they're manifesting. Okay, um, so I, I really want to, to say this, um, this part here. So the impact of the Civil War, uh, we're still experiencing the aftermath of that today in the States um in various different forms um unfortunately i live in the south so i I see this quite often there it still has a hold on the south um in the states so prior to the civil war when a loved one died the family handled the process at home so the dying would be surrounded by family and friends wakes and funerals were held in homes allowing people the chance to grieve together The Civil War changed that for thousands of families. It was estimated that 750,000 men died in the Civil War. Hundreds of thousands of families who were unable to be with their loved ones when they passed. They never saw their body. They had no closure. Death on this scale hadn't happened before. The great loss and immense sorrow of so many families contributed to the rise and appeal of spiritualism. Spiritualism gave someone a chance to speak to their loved one or hear from a medium that their loved one was at peace. And this was a great comfort to grieving people. So that was probably one of the biggest impacts on the spiritualism movement as people were looking to connect with their loved ones that went off to war and never came back. And they never got to have closure because they never got to see the bodies because we had mass graves when that was going on, especially at Gettysburg. Really haunted place. Can't imagine why. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, there was a lot of deaths in short amount of time in that area. So yeah.
1: You want me to keep going, Lee? Hello. You there? Okay. Let me see here.
0: How do I do that?
1: I mean, uh, uh, there, it says
0: speaker off at the bottom. How do I turn it back on?
1: Uh, if you are you on your phone? Yep. If you, if you tap the screen, um, it should pop up with um, options. OK, let me see here. Uh, yeah, I can't figure out how to fix it. But. Right. Well, Why is it, is it just low? Um, like my side does it seem
0: yeah to... it says it says speaker off so like i can't hear you as good as i was i was able to last time but oh.
1: um I, suppose... I don't know
0: if it's my i have an iphone so hold on let me tap on that okay. so usually cool. i can tap on that and it'll let me
1: i can't use work iphone's me my daughter's got one and they just um uh, i just come out of camp sort of like um Gel to it. It's just one of those. This, um, I guess, it's because I've never really used one. Never had one. I've always like had Samsung or whatever.
0: There we go. I got it. Okay.
1: Oh, sound, sound.
0: <laughs> okay, got it. It just took me a minute to punch some buttons. Damn you! Or I'm showing my age right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll just pick up with the impact of the Civil War. Um, and then I just want to touch on a couple more points, and then um, I want to talk about the Ouija board, and then we can end it, I think.
1: Oh, Love the sound of it, Megan. Thank you.
0: Okay. Alright. You're welcome. Okay. So, um, the are you recording? Are you recording?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's recording. It?
0: Okay. Okay. So, um, you can't talk about the Spiritualist Movement without talking about the impact of the Civil War. So, Prior to the Civil War, when a loved one died, the family handled the process at home. The dying would be surrounded by family and friends. Wakes and funerals were held in homes, allowing people the chance to grieve together. The Civil War changed that for thousands of families. It was estimated that 750,000 men died in the Civil War. Hundreds of thousands of families weren't able to be with their loved ones when they passed. They never saw a body. They had no closure. Death on this scale hadn't happened before. The great loss and immense sorrow of so many families contributed to the rise and appeal of spiritualism. Spiritualism gave someone a chance to speak to their loved one or hear from a medium that their loved one was at peace. And this was a great comfort to grieving people. So a lot of what was going on at the time in the U.S. was we had the Civil War going on. We had flu epidemics Industrialization was happening. It was a crazy time, and people were looking to connect spiritually. And because everything so seemed so uncertain. We had a lot of technological advances going on at the time. Um, industrialization was a huge deal. Um, So everybody was kind of freaking out and just looking to connect um, on a spiritual level. Um, There's numerous amounts of people that are involved in the spiritualism movement. Um, If you guys are wanting to learn more, there's tons of info out there. Um, But I can't go over this whole class tonight. It would take too long. Um, So just briefly, I want to talk about the Ouija board um, and its um, evolution over time. Okay, so Ouija boards have their roots in spiritualism, which began in the United States in the 1840s. The first patent was actually in 1891. Um, So in 1886, the New York Daily Tribune reported a new talking board being used in Ohio. So there was probably, um, you know, some mediums there that invented the talking board and it has its roots in the state of Ohio. There was a spiritualist camp in Ohio at the time and that's probably where they got the idea from. Um, It was 18 by 20 inches and featured the alphabet, numbers and the terms yes, no, good evening and good night. The only other necessary object was a little table three or four inches high with four legs that the spirits could use to identify the letters. These types of talking boards became very popular, and in 1890, Elijah Bond, Charles Kennard, and William H.A. Maupin had the idea to turn the board into a toy. They filed the first patent for the game they called the Ouija board, which looked and operated much like the talking boards in Ohio. The patent was granted in 1891. The name, according to Kennard, came from using the board and was an ancient Egyptian word meaning good luck. Uh, the Canard Novelty Company max- manufactured the boards which were made of five pieces of wood across the face, braced by two vertical slats on the back. They retailed for $1.50. A dollar
1: fifty. A
0: dollar fifty. Wow. Yep. Yep. And now you can find them everywhere. Um, there are some in the cult community, some rumors that the talking board actually goes back to ancient Egypt, but we can't prove its validity. I wouldn't be surprised if they had some form of this back then, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Um,
0: yeah. So, Canard left the company in 1891, and the Canard Novelty Company became the Ouija Novelty Company. William Fold, an employee there, eventually took over the production of the boards, and in 1901, he began making his own boards under the name Ouija, which Fould said came from the combination of French and German words for yes. So we in French is yes, and ja is um, yes for German. Okay, so that's where the word Ouija comes from. Um, it's the same entomology that is accepted today. So it's a combo of French and German. Canard left the company in 1891 and the Canard Novelty Company became the Ouija Novelty Company. William Fold, an employee, eventually took over production. Um, and, oh, I just, sorry about that. I doubled that. Okay, so after that, Fould um, would go on to design many different versions of the board. He holds more Ouija patents and copyrights than anyone else in history. A grand total of 21 registrations in three countries, including the design for the modern planchette. Okay, so he has... The record for most patents was the daggum Ouija board. <laughs> so be- believe that, right? Um, all right, I've got a little bit more here. It the, it keeps getting more interesting as I go on. Um, because of the board's huge success, a number of competitors tried their hands at creating their own Ouija-like devices. Fold sued many of the copycats right up until his death in 1927. So he was suing people for copycatting him up until 1927 that wasn't very long ago okay so yeah in 1966 his estate sold the family business which included more than just ouija boards the parker brothers which manufactured the modern boards as we know them today in 1991 parker brothers was sold to hasbro which now holds all the ouija rights and patents so that is a brief history of the Ouija board and how it came into fruition
1: That's and wild.
0: why it is so popular today and why everyone in America has one. They can go down to your local drugstore and pick one up for about $25.
1: Is, it, is, is that easy to get hold of?
0: Yeah. It, in, in America, it is, yes. I could go right now and go get one at Walmart right now if I wanted to. though. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You wouldn't think, uh, especially with, you know, the stories you hear about around Ouija balls, but it would be so widely available like that. It's crazy, it really is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that's why people are having such horrible experiences with them, because they think it's a game, and they're not taking it seriously with how it was originally intended. It was made for use by mediums, people that did this regularly. Well, now every home, every home has one, and now that's why you hear of all these people having these horrible experiences with them because everyone has them and they think it's a game. (laughs) So that's (laughs) that's what rigid boards are.
1: Yeah, that's a problem, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's a big problem. It's a really big problem.
1: You would have thought somebody would have somebody high up. One of the uh, like put a stop on it at some some point it's not a game is it?
0: No, it's not a game at all. you You are opening a door through your your own mind. you you are becoming a conduit yourself yeah. when you when you mess with one. So if you don't know how to open and close the door behind you, it turns into a real problem.
1: yeah you're <laughs>
0: <laughs> so but yeah that's i thought that was interesting i had to at least talk about that um maybe yeah. we could do like a part two um to this and i can talk more about the people and personalities and modern spiritualism and spiritualism yeah. of the 20th century um be, we can go into that
1: yeah yeah i would love that um because we have been on quite a while aren't we? and i mean like you said you 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 PowerPoint is about an hour and a half in your class.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My class is an hour and a half, so when I I cover everything from top to bottom when I do my classes. So um, my, yeah, so my videos are just like that. Um, to everybody who's listening, that this that's the style that I do my videos in. For the most part, is you know I'll throw up my class material and then and then you know so people can see it. Um, I, I don't want to hoard this information and just wait to you know charge people to come to the class, which is great. Um, but I know not everybody can do that, so I wanted to still make the information readily available for everyone.
1: Yeah, that's brilliant though. But yeah, definitely'll we'll, um, we'll part two this definitely.
0: Yeah, just yeah, to- we definitely need to do a part two so I can talk about some of the other things because this is a wide subject, and it's it goes pretty deep. And yeah. yeah, I don't really want to skip over um, you know, the people that were the foundation of this movement because it's it's led me to do what I do today. So it's something that's very important to me and I'm very passionate about.
1: Yeah, I can tell. You can tell it's, um, it's really impressive. Well, thank um, you. Do you want to um, wrap things up now or
0: yeah, yeah, we can go ahead and wrap things up now. Um I've got to get to my ritual work. So <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, very disciplined. I'm, I practice every single day. Um, that's the thing about high magic or ritual magic. You've got to be extremely disciplined and there's no off days. So, um, but yeah, anyway, um, just had to throw that little tidbit in, <laughs> in there. If you're looking to go down the esoteric path, be prepared to spend the majority of your time working on yourself. Um, so. But, yeah, so if you yeah. guys are interested, um, definitely make sure that you're, um, you know, hooking up with Lee, subscribing, listening to the podcast. And if you're interested in more of my work, you can check out my YouTube channel. I will send Lee the link and he can put it down below. Um, but if you don't want to go searching for the link, it's 7 Degrees of Wisdom 81 on YouTube. And if you guys, I love engagement. So if you guys have any questions, you can get a hold of me through my channel.
1: Lovely. Uh, yeah, so. I'll I'll put all the links in that, and I'll get the link up here for your um, other videos as well. What we have put in show notes, Megan. I think that'll be um, that'll be brilliant for listeners to you know uh, just click on the link in it. Yeah. Just some like yeah,
0: absolutely, but, uh, absolutely. I had a blast. Thank you again for having me on.
1: Yes, thank you very much. Um, okay. You've got your uh, Instagram account as well.
0: Yeah, um, I can send you my link tree. And then I can everything will pop up.
1: Yes, thank you very much, yeah. um, yep. Megan. How <laughs> pretty wild! Um, I cannot wait till uh, we hear the rest. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it's so vast, isn't it? So yeah. vast.
0: It's it's vast. Like I said, it, trying to cover all this stuff in one lifetime is impossible.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> crazy, crazy. But uh, Megan, thanks again. Yeah, it was. Um, Super fascinating conversation. Just, Absolutely,
0: uh, you're you're more than welcome, Lee. I, I respect you um, a lot, and I really appreciate you even considering to have me on. Thank you.
1: So, Dito, I want to start recording now. But um, thanks again, Megan, that was... oh,
0: You're welcome.
2: <laughs> As we move forward, anytime you come closer to something, your vision should get clearer. Am I right? You are a tool in a hidden hand is using you Please don't be delusional The rulers of this world practice confusing you The people and the priests and the emams Have been jammed by government scams minds systematically programmed Blatant black hatred and racism The way they laced the whole world and nation With traces of Satanism This place is a pagan prison The founding fathers' enslaving intentions Were no different than Bush's and Reagan's visions 1776 took action This Illuminati took the Spawned from a Colombian faction. This is your one dollar bill over. And if you want me to expose the true code of deception, I will show you. We live in a design wicked system. The number 13 is consistent in Masonic symbolism. It represents transformation. 12 completes a cycle, so 13 was rebirth and regeneration. The meanings of the symbol are strategically hid. On the left side, you see a 13 layer pyramid. Over that, sits the all seeing eye with a Light shines, a sign of the devil watching over you at all times. With the words and Correptus, 13 letters meaning he has favored our undertakings. Will you accept this? Or oh, will you learn the science and ignore them? Under the pyramid you see novas all those of Translated, new order of the world, or the new world order. Author the satanic fathers of mass slaughter. The eagle that you see on the right sits below 13 stars. For the shield that has 13 stripes and an olive Branch in his claws with 13 leaps, which is supposed to be in his talent to represent peace. But peace was always on a decrease. His other claw holds 13 arrows of war, set to be released. And the letters at the bottom of the pyramid are fixed with the Roman numerals that equal 1776. The United States of America exists in a deep devilish abyss with truth that paganism hits. Every precedent that ever lived was foul. They gather at Bohemian Rome where they bow down. Before the owl, see the owl is wide and seized. Marwell on the dollar, near the one on the top right, it ain't hard to understand this government was never for us. The eagle was based off of the Egyptian hawk, Horus. Thirteen colonies who went to wicked sovereignty and made no apology for the obvious idolatry. Subconsciously, we followed the ways of the peace and pay homage to pagan gods when we say days of the week like Sunday. They worship the sun. Monday is moon day. Dear, the god of war was worshipped on Tuesday. Odin, the chief god, is who. Wednesday is named for a Thursday is Thor's day, god of thunder, the mighty Thor. Friday was named after Frigga. Notice the pattern. Saturday is the Roman god of agriculture. Saturday. Frigga was the goddess of love, the wife of Odin. The polytheistic theology needed decoding. In rituals like trips across the sand, his man takes the skull and bones fraternity. The secret handshakes would understand. He receives only 33 degrees. He secretly believes in Lucifer and other deities. Many powerful and rich people of Controlled by bees, they even hold the soul of several of your favorite MCs. Politicians telling lies, tongues riddled with thoughts, and use hand gestures shaped in the form of devil horns. Don't fear the city hall, cause you don't know what it entails. Same timers with steel cells, as spray kick trails. The so-called holidays are hypocrisy. Established to use religious doctrines to commit annual robbery. Christmas split in half is Christmas. The so-called birth of Jesus, where every home has glowing lights cast. Christ the anointed one Mass the first celebration Jesus' birth was kept secret Due to the situation The king initiated a death plot Cause the Messiah was prophesied To rule so Jesus' murder Was authorized No one knows the actual date that's why sometimes X X-Men's unknown But ignorance affects us A fraud that was purposely flawed December 25th The birthday of the wicked Ruler Nimrod His whole disguise Was part of Satan's universal rise A holy prophet's life being pimped and commercialized Traditions like lights on trees Rooted in the Nicene Council In 325 AD Constantine, these matters were decreed The concept of a virgin birth Was actually conceived and then agreed With graven images in the temple The fish on your car is called as A Babylonian symbol, it's visibly Contradictory, telling your children lies You need to make them study Santa Claus And seek history, but yet we go wherever Satan leads us, the falsehoods we Practice in his name ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah.